Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. The following segment is from the off-day debrief on the SB Nation NFL Show, where we're discussing your favorite team. Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL Show to make sure you don't miss conversations like this one. MVPs, LVPs. We have reached that point in the show. I have one MVP point. You have two MVP points. Would you like to begin with your first most valuable player for Week 15? Uh, we can do that, Stats, and we're going to go to Mr. Jonathan Taylor, who I've been saying for many weeks now should be the NFL MVP, not just because, like, you know, we're not just our MVP, the Oddcast MVP, which is honestly <laughs> the more important award, probably more the more prestigious, prestigious award. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, I mean, he, he really is. Stats, if the Colts don't have Jonathan Taylor – they're not sniffing the playoffs. Like, I think this is very clear. So against the Patriots, the big bad Patriots, who I saw a lot of people going into Saturday's game who were like, why are the Colts favored by two and a half? I think you guys might have said that on uh, the look ahead. Uh, and it seemed like a fishy line to me. I'm like, there, there has to be a reason for that. So I actually took the Colts a little flex by me. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so the, the Colts entered that game as, you know, betting favorites, but a lot of people. I think, you know, we're betting uh, or, or counting on the Patriots. I think they're underdogs in that sense. And Jonathan Taylor goes out. He goes 29 for 170, 5.9 average. And the game ceiling touchdown against a loaded box when the Patriots knew the Colts were running because they're trying to run out the clock at the end of the game. And this isn't like this run exemplified that it's not just the fact that, you know, there's a really good run blocking offensive line in Indy. Like, no, there were like two open field tacklers on that play. Uh, and Jonathan Taylor made both of them miss and took it to the house and ended the game. And that's a really big deal. Um, Jonathan Taylor stats has 424 more rushing yards on just eight more carries than Joe Mixon in second place this year. That's nuts. Um, and wow. like, to, to demonstrate again the value that Jonathan Taylor has, I want to kind of show you or give more context for the quarterback here of the Colts who had five of 12 for 57 yards, one touchdown, which I will get to in a little bit, an interception and a 49.7 passer rating in this game. And again, that touchdown, if you didn't see it, was on a play where it's basically like a forward handoff. Like it was not a pass by any means. It took like no skill from Carson Wentz. And obviously people are going to say, oh, you're just bitter about Carson Wentz or whatever. I mean, no, no, that's a touchdown pass. I can say for sure I could have thrown. It was a drop pass. it's like nothing, and and I don't think people are arguing that anyway. But you take that bogus touchdown pass out. Carson Wentz was four of eleven for forty nine yards, zero <laughs> touchdowns, an interception, and a thirteen point one passer rating against the Patriots, who've been on this big winning streak. Like Jonathan Taylor, easy. I I legitimately believe you should be the MVP, especially with Tom Brady, who we talked about last week being the favorite, coming off one of the you know worst games of his career. 
you're right about the Colts and their offense. You know, everyone likes to say, Bill Belichick, he loves, he'll take away your strength. You know, he'll make you play left-handed. Well, if you just look at the box score, you would think Belichick said, we can't let Carson Wentz beat us. But that clearly <laughs> was not the case. You know, Patriots fans love to say, well, we were game planning to take this away. So we don't care that this other part of the team was really productive because that was part of our plan. Like they just write it off. Well, that's not the case in this one. Jonathan Taylor, stud, 29 carries for 170 yards. And you know me, in my book, you get extra credit if the other defense spends all week trying to figure out how to stop you and you still go off. So Jonathan Taylor deserves all the praise. He is the offensive player of the year, at least, which pains me to say as a 49er fan, because Debo Samuel is doing crazy things. But it's Jonathan Taylor. I think he legitimately should be in the MVP discussion. I have no problem with your selection for your first MVP. You can hear the rest of this conversation by subscribing to the SB Nation NFL show wherever you get your podcasts. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it then in that moment. You don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of like afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts. Hello, I'm Nilay Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts.